From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. Hello and welcome to this year's edition of the From the Pavilion New Year's Quiz. Looking back over a, well, rather intriguing year of cricket in 2020. We had the support bubbles. Of course, we had the West Indies coming over as we did Pakistan, Australia and Ireland too. And of course, the IPL played out in Dubai and the recent series of India against Australia, as well as all of the domestic cricket and local cricket to feast on too. Yes, St Ives Town and Warboys were victorious in the Camden Hunt Premier League Division 1 playoffs, and Sauston and Baberham got all the way to the East Anglian Premier League playoff final in their first year, but unfortunately fell short against Swarton. What a year of cricket. We'll review it all over the next hour and test three local cricketers' knowledge in the process. So thank you very much for tuning in to today's From the Pavilion New Year's Quiz. Now you can play along at home also if you want to. Just play along, write down your answers and then total up your tally at the end, total up your score and let us know on Twitter how many points you got at FTP Cricket 105 on Twitter and Facebook or you can let us know on the 105 Sport pages as well. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram we're at 105 Sport. So my name is Ollie Slack. I'm at home in my living room today due to COVID restrictions not allowing me to be in the studio. So you can't text him. But thanks very much for tuning in. Now it's time to welcome my guests. This year's contestants on the quiz, Nick Kumpakal from St. Ives Town and Warboys, known as Kumpa this afternoon. All reasons will be clear in a minute because we've also got the Cambridge University captain, Nick Taylor. So two Nicks alongside me, as well as Foxen's Ravi Mahendra too. Ravi, Nick and Kumpa, thank you very much for coming on the show and joining me. So, pleasure. Thank you for having us. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Now, of course, I know you're all avid listeners of the show throughout the summer, so you'll be well aware of the quizzing we like to do during, during the summer and also the, the end of year's quiz as well. Uh, did all of you take part in the, the regular Beat the Guests feature we had on the show this year? Ravi, I'll start with you. No, I don't. I I didn't. No. Was it Craig? Was it was it Craig Park? Yeah, Fox Craig did it. Yeah, Craig did it. Um, I think I was a late addition to uh, to that show. So yeah, I think Craig <laughs> took all the uh, the plaudits as usual. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't do that one. I hope you'd be having to relish your quizzing opportunities today. Then, Kumpa, uh, what about you? Yeah, I did. I did, but unfortunately, um, happened to have lost. I think. Well, I think it was against uh, Callum. Yeah. Yeah. Which was unfortunate, but I think it was it was much more clever than me. <laughs> and Nick, I think you were you hold the 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 status in high regard as being one of a few to beat Callum throughout the season. Um, so I think I had Ed Hyde stepping in for Callum, and oh. against all odds, somehow managed to pull out a victory. So even sweeter against your Cambridge University teammate. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Absolutely, not let him forget it. <laughs> and that, that's about right um, Ravi how was your 2020 probably like most of us not very good not great uh, yeah I mean I think the positive one positive that we had was that we were able to play some cricket over the summer um, that was probably the, the real positive um, but otherwise yeah pretty um, pretty rubbish year if, if, if I'm honest um, <laughs> you know uh, stuff at school um, was, uh, wasn't great either um, you know no fixtures for the children and um, but yeah hopefully 2021 is going to bring some positivity and Hopefully we get a full cricket season in um, as well. So, yeah. Let's hope so. Where do you teach? Uh, the Perth School. So I used to teach Nick um, many years ago uh, when he was at, when he was a pupil there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so added extra competition still. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Nick and Kumpa, we'll uh, review your 2020 later on in the show, but let's get quizzing then. Let's start with round one of the From the Philly New Year's Day quiz. And the first round is just a simple eight questions, and I need you to write down your answers or type them in in the modern day on your phone or write them down on a bit of paper. We'll then review the answers and see how many points you get from the first round. Are you ready to go? We're good. So question one of round one is, on what date did the Cams and Hunts Premier League start following the COVID delay this summer? What was the first weekend of fixtures in the Cams and Hunts Premier League? The long-awaited return of cricket it was, of course. Question two is, can you name the two finalists in this season's East Anglian Premier League playoff? Two points on offer here. You can hear the pens writing well already. We'll move away from local and on to the national game. Who played six tests this summer for England, averaging 55.5 with the bat and 55.5 with the ball? Who could that be? England took on Pakistan and West Indies in test cricket this summer. Question four. By scoring a century against Thailand at the Women's T20 World Cup in February, Heather Knight became the first England cricketer to do what? What did she achieve after scoring a century against Thailand at the Women's T20 World Cup in February? Moving to some of the best performers in the county circuit this year, which Somerset batsman became the youngest man to carry his bat for the club after scoring 107 against Worcestershire, securing the club's place in the Bob Willis Trophy final? So who carried their bat for Somerset against Worcestershire, becoming the youngest man at the club to do so? Question six is a pretty simple one. Who took more wickets this summer in Test cricket? James Anderson or Chris Wokes? Was it Jimmy or was it Chris Wokes? Question seven. In November, Glenn Phillips became the fourth New Zealander to score a T20 international century. Can you name the other three? Now, three points on offer here. So three answers we need. And question number eight, the final one of round one. In October, which two Notts players, Nottinghamshire players, became the third and fourth players to win the English domestic T20 competition three times alongside Paul Nixon and Claude Henderson? So which two players for Notts who won this year's T20 Blast became the third and fourth players to win the English domestic T20 comp three times? So that's the eight questions done in round one. A possible 12 points on offer feeling all right after the first round oh some tricky ones in there Just, yeah uh, definitely yeah. some tricky ones in there couldn't find all these answers oh. on play cricket ollie <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not sure james anderson's stats are recorded on play cricket are they uh let's go through some of the answers then and go back to question one on what date did the cams and hunts premier league start following the covid delay this summer kumpa let's start with you what did you go for this September the 11th, I've said. Uh, Ravi? Got 1st of August. And Nick? I've said 11th of July. Well, Nick's the closest by just a week out. So the Camden's Premier League season starts on the 18th of July. Oh, Saturday the 18th of July. Do we include warm-up games in, in the season? No, it was competitive, I'm afraid, Nick. <laughs> Question two was, can you name the two finalists in this season's East Anglian Premier League playoff final? Ravi? Uh, Sawston versus Swardston. That is correct. So the first two points on the board. Kumpa? 
But I only had just the one team, which was Sauce and Babram. I didn't have the other one. Yeah, we'll allow a, a point there. And Nick? Yeah, I have Sawston versus Sawston at Melbourne Hall. That is correct. Although no bonus points for saying Mildenhall, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. That is right, though. Two points to both Ravi and Nick, one to Kumpat. Question three was, who plays six tests this summer for England, averaging 55.5 with the bat and 55.5 with the ball? Nick, who have you got for this one? Um, I've had a guess at Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes. Ravi? I've gone Chris Wokes. And Kumpa? Yeah, same. I've gone Bill Wokesy. It's neither, unfortunately. It's Don Bess. Uh, oh. Don Bess averaging 55.5 with the bat and 55.5 with the ball. This oh, for England, six yeah. test matches. So question four was by scoring a century versus Thailand at the Women's T20 World Cup in February. Heather Knight became the first England cricketer to do what? Kumpa, we'll start with you this time. Um, was she the first person to score centuries for all three formats? That is correct. Yeah, cracking answer there. Ravi and Nick, did you have the same? I didn't. I had first first female to score an international and a T Twenty International hundred. And yeah, Nick? that was my that was my that was my yes, but Shit. well, Kumpa draws level, so you're all on two points heading yeah. into the <laughs> fifth question. Uh, which Somerset batsman became the youngest man to carry his bat for the club after scoring 107 against Worcestershire, securing the club's place in the Bob Willis Trophy final? Ravi? Is it? I've got Tom Abel, is that right? You got the first name right. Nick, could you provide the answer for the second name? Well, I can now, I've got Tom, but I feel like that. <laughs> but what, what was your original answer? Um, I actually had a blank. I, yeah, didn't know. And Kumper? Yes, same as Nick. Um, I had a blank answer. It was Tom Lamanby. So unlucky. Lamanby. Unlucky, Ravi, with, with Tom Abel. So still level on two points each. Question six was who took more wickets this summer? Simply James Anderson or Chris Wokes in Test Match Cricket? Nick? Um, I went for Chris Wokes. Ravi? I went Anderson. And Kumpa? I went for Wokesy. Well, those who selected... Chris Wokes got the correct answer. Ah, love that. It was a, a tricky one, that one. And it was only by one. Chris Wokes, 17. Jimmy Anderson, 16. So very, very tight. Question seven was in November. Glenn Phillips became the fourth New Zealander to score a T20 international century. Can you name the other three? Ravi, let's start with you. Give me your three. I've got Brendan McCullen, uh, Watling and Ross Taylor. You have one point out of those three. Nick? I have McCullum, Ross Taylor and Scott Styris. Still just the one point. And Kumpa? I've got Ross Taylor, Williams and I didn't get the third one. It was Brendan McCullum was the correct answer. Colin Munro also scored a T20 International Century, as did Martin Guptill. So just the, just the one point there so far. So a true question that. And in October, which two Knots players became the third and fourth players to win the English domestic T20 competition three times alongside Paul Nixon and Claude Henderson? Kumpa, who did you have for this this one? Unfortunately, I left that blank. Ravi, can you shed some light on it? Dan Christian and Sam Dan Christian is correct. Didn't get two points though. Nick? I had Ben Duckett and then and- a blank. Just the one point there. Ben Duckett is correct. So between you, 
you uh, got the right combination, but none of you got the two together. So Ben Duckett and Dan Christian won it for their third occasion when they defeated Surrey in the final in October. So, so far, the scores on the doors after the first round in the lead is Nick with five out of a possible 12. Ravi's on four and Kumper trailing on three at the minute. From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. All happy after the first round? Oh, good. Good, good. Kumpa, let's talk about your, your 2020. It was a, a very, very good one indeed for yourself. St Ives and Warburg, of course, winning the Camps and Hunts Premier League Division 1 playoff final against Histon. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, with, with all the COVID situation and everything, I know it started off a bit rough for everybody, to be honest. Um, but having cricket on for, obviously, the local teams and, obviously, the local community was quite good. And ending up winning the... Um, uh, the, the the Tucker one um, season, uh, which was quite which was quite um, which was a, was a was a it was a positive spin um, for the for twenty twenty well finishing twenty twenty anyway. So yeah, yeah so we very much enjoyed that part of twenty uh, twenty. What were your expectations going into the season? Um, to be honest, it wasn't much because obviously we're kind of relatively new team into Tucker One. So um, we kind of just took everything um, game by game. So it was hardly any pressure within the team. So we kind of played it with with no pressure and we were quite free-spirited. So, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed each individual games and just made the chemistry even more better within the within the team. And I can't imagine you really had an opportunity to go out and celebrate your win, did you, with uh, lockdown and the various restrictions? Unfortunately, not. within the rules and regulations, we kind of just kept it quite quiet, quite minute within the team. So, yeah. So, Stuart, a big celebration then carried over for 2021, I'm sure. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, move on then and continue the quiz. It was a cracking year for St Ives at Town & War Boys. We'll talk, chat to Nick in a bit about Cambridge University and also to Ravi later on as well. But after the break, we'll be cracking on with round two of this year's quiz. From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. So you're listening to the From the Pavilion New Year's Day quiz. Happy New Year to you all. Thank you very much for tuning in to the show. Let's move on to round two then, guys, and the scores on the doors at the minute. Nick leads with five, Ravi in second with four, and Kumper on three. Now, round two is a numbers game. Well, I'll read out a statistic or a question, and I want you to provide me with an answer that will be a number of sorts. You've got six questions. I will allow a range for specific questions as well. We won't be asking you to get exactly bang on, as that would be rather harsh. But for question one, here's over to Saffron Wounds Alex Sears to deliver it. Oh, sorry, I mean uh, Blowers, as his impression is. Can you tell me India's all-out total in the first test against Australia? It was the lowest in their history. So that was Alex Sears there asking... India's all-out total in the first test versus Australia was what? The lowest in their history. So what was India's all-out total in the first test against Australia? Their lowest in their history. We won't be asking for a range in this one. We want you to get it absolutely bang on. Question two is, can you give me the number of runs that came off one Joe Root over in the Port Elizabeth test in January when England plays South Africa? The batsman facing Joe Root was Keshav Maharaj. I'll allow a one-run range either side 
of the answer. So how many runs came off one Joe Root over in the Port Elizabeth test in January against South Africa? The batsman was Keshiv Maharaj. You write your answers down. We'll uh, check them at the end of the round. Now, question three, a familiar voice for yourself, Nick, and listeners of last year's quiz. We better hear from the reigning champ, Cambridge University ace Ed Hyde. That's question three. How many players made their first-class debuts in this year's four-day varsity fixture between Cambridge and Oxford? So Ed there asking, how many players made their first-class debuts in this year's four-day varsity fixture between Cambridge and Oxford? Bit of pressure on Nick there to, uh, to get that one right. Moving on to question four. And to deliver it, here's former Cambridgeshire County Cricket Club captain James Williams with question four, so now of speech. I'm looking for a year. Can you tell me the last time we saw competitive county cricket in October in England before this summer? I'll allow a 10-year range either side for this question. So Willow asking there, he's looking for a year and he wants to know the year. The last time cricket was played in October. County cricket was played in October. Question five. Joss Butler scored his second test ton this summer against Pakistan. Can you tell me the number of innings between that and his first test century against India in 2018? We'll allow a buffer of four innings either side for this question. So how long did it take him from his first turn to get his second one? How many innings? And question six, the final one of round two. We'll head over to Craig Park, who has this question for you. In September, the Cams and Hunts Premier League Division 1 playoffs saw Foxton host St Ives and Warboys and Histon take on Eton Soken. But what was the total run scored across the Saturday? I'll allow a 20 run range either side for this question. So Ravi's mate Craig delivering the question there. So from the four teams, add up their innings totals and what was the total runs scored? I'll allow a 20 run range either side of the answer for this question. Sounds like someone's got a washing machine on. Yeah, sorry, my fans are nightmare on this. That's right. My, uh, my laptop struggles. It's all that time revising for the quiz, Nick. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> It'd be much better if I had. <laughs> are we all done for round two? All good. Yep, yeah, all good. So let's head back to question one, which was delivered by Blowers or Alex is. India's all-out total in the first test against Australia was their lowest in the history. What was it? Ravi, have you got the answer for this one? Yeah, 36. That is absolutely correct. Kumper, have you got 36 too? I do, 36, yeah. And Nick? I have 33. Oof. Unlucky, I'm afraid, but no points there. Points to Kumper and Ravi. Very bad day in the office. <laughs> Question two was, can you give me the number of runs that came off one Joe Root over in the Port Elizabeth test in January? The batsman was Keshif Maharaj. Nick, what did you put for this one? I put 17. 17, Kumpa? See, I know that he got four wickets in this spell, but in that over, I want to say 24. 24, 24 Ravi? 18. 18. Well, it was... A record-breaking over because it equaled the most runs scored in a test over, and it was 28, I'm afraid. 
So he, he, he did get taken to town a bit. Uh, I won't offer any bonus points, but is anyone confident enough to work out how the runs came off the six balls? Nick, Tails, I'll leave that on to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So let's say four fours and two sixes. Yes, again, I'm going to give it to you, Nick. No points, unfortunately, but I'm going to give you the praise <laughs> because there were three, three fours, four buys and two sixes. So very well done. Question three. Uh, was delivered by Cambridge University's Ed Hyde, and he said, "How many players made their first-class debuts in this year's four-day varsity fixture between Cambridge and Oxford?" Of course, that Cambridge won. Nick, I've got to start with you. Come on. So I'm going to say four, and okay. if I'm wrong, I'm going to have words with Ed Hyde. <laughs> Ravi, uh, I've got five. And Kumpa, yeah, I've got five as well. You have to double that. I'm afraid it was ten. Ten players made their first class debuts in how much? Did he mean across the both sides? Yes, yeah. In oh, the match. That's awesome. <laughs> and that is according to the Cambridge University Cricket Club website. So that's my disclaimer if that is statistically wrong. Question four, as James Williams was asking for a year, the last time that we saw competitive county cricket played in October in England before this summer. I'll allow a ten year range either side. Kumpa? I've gone with a rogue answer. 2000. 2000. Ravi? 1961. 1961. And Nick? I've gone 1992. You're most of you are a century out, I'm afraid. It was 1864. <laughs> 100 years out. <laughs> Close. A tricky, a tr- a tricky one, that one, though. Uh, Joss Butler scored his second test time this summer against Pakistan. Can you tell me the number of innings between that and his first test against India in 2018? Ravi? I've got 32. 32. Nick? I said 23. And Kumpa? 26. It was 44, all undercooked it. Slightly 44, so a long way. Only Alan Knott and Jack Russell have had more innings for England between two three-figure scores. So a long while between Josh Butler's two centuries. And the last question is read out by Craig Park. was in September the Camden Hunts Premier League Division 1 playoffs saw Foxton host St Ives Town and Warboys. Histon played Eaton Soakham, but what was the aggregate total run scored across the Saturday? So the innings total of all four sides added up. Nick, what did you put for this one? Um, I put 900. 900. Ravi? I've got 600. 600 and Kumpa? I've got 745. Very, very close indeed, but it's 699. Uh, Unfortunately, so no one gets fits into the into the buffer there. (laughs) Uh, Now, I would read out the scores, but they haven't really changed too much. But I will do anyway, just for clarification. Uh, Kumpa's move on to four points, he scored one in that round, Nick. Didn't score in that round, unfortunately, so stays on five. And Ravi gets one point. Now joint first on five points as well. So Ravi's on five, Nick's on five, and Kumba's on four. So it's pretty close at the moment <laughs> in the score. As we move on to as we move on to round three. From the pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. Before we do move on to round three, let's talk to Nick Taylor about the varsity match in his 2020. I was going to ask you for your highlight, Nick, but I imagine it's probably pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, winning the four-day game 
by 249 runs was a, a pretty awesome four days um, and meant a little bit more. We actually we lost pretty heavily in the one day game, which was two days before the start of the four day. So it was it was nice to bounce back and uh, come out with a win after a sort of three or four months delay from when we were hoping to play the game originally. Um, but, you know, we were very pleased to get any cricket in, to be honest. Um, Helen and Anthony Hyde did a great job of coordinating the game um, so that actually it was possible to, to have it and it would be the last, most likely, the last first-class game of Fenners. Um, you know, fingers crossed. It might not be, but that, that looks like the situation. So they did a sort of sterling effort to get that on in a very difficult year. Yeah, of course, it's the last year of first-class state, isn't it, for the, the varsity match, if I'm right. Was there perhaps more motivation then to go out and win it and make sure you you really finish with a high? Yeah, I guess it's always nice to um, to win the varsity game, but I think that makes it just a little bit more special. So especially that being probably the last one that has that status, it's nice you know, to, to have a Cambridge win in that game. Similar question asked to Kumper, really. Were you able to celebrate much? Um, not a lot. I think <laughs> that was when the rules were a little bit more relaxed. So we ended up, as, as it happened, the game finished at about 10 past 11 on a Sunday, on the fourth day, which left us quite a lot of the day to, <laughs> to celebrate. So I think, yeah, certainly Monday and Tuesday, the next, next few days, following that were tough days. Um, so yeah, we, we managed to get a few beers in for sure. I was going to say tough days more because of the after effects of the celebrations as opposed to... Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that tough overall. <laughs> yeah. How did it work with the four-day game? Were you staying together as teammates, as a team in a hub, in a bubble, or was you all go off your separate ways at the end of the game? Yeah, so we were treated as a bubble. Um, so... The whole the, the, one of the nice things about Fenners is that we could treat it as a, a closed doors venue um, because it's sort of fenced off all the way around. Um, so we would enter the ground. There were very few people allowed in the ground, sort of a few kind of steward characters and then the players. Uh, and then, yeah, after the game, we could sort of get some food somewhere as a team, but we was we were kept as a bubble, so we weren't mixing outside of that. And as as preparation for next year starts already, how does it work really? I, I believe at university you sort of get into nets quite early, don't you? Yeah, so we had a bit of a weird first term where we sort of just got through our trials. We had a lot of people join the club this year. Um, we had about two weeks of training and then, of course, lockdown hit in November. So a lot of people have sort of met the new players once or twice and then it's been pretty tough to kind of pick up any momentum in that sense. So fingers crossed we'll get something meaningful towards the end of this term. Um, but it's all just very up in the air at the moment, depending on what will be allowed. Um, so yeah, we'll try and salvage whatever training we can, but at the moment it's pretty minimal. We've had a couple of nets and then, you know, my fitness is not where it could be after Christmas <laughs> and after a long lockdown. So Hopefully we'll try and build up some momentum into sort of March, April. I imagine cricket's probably in as better place than most, though, in that it's almost proven throughout the summer that, of course, if restrictions aren't too bad, 
you should be able to continue playing. Of course, it might be adapted in sen- in a sense, but it, it's still cricket in some ways. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty optimistic that we'll manage something like the end of uh, of last season um, for the majority of of 2020, 2021, I guess. Um, I feel like you would have seen a lot more cases if the way that they'd organised cricket had not been COVID safe. So I think that's pretty good evidence that we didn't see any sort of clusters of cases spiring from any cricket clubs um, kind of across the country. I feel like that would have been reported. So I'm pretty optimistic that the weather will get better. You know, we'll have had how many million people vaccinated. So I'm hoping that we lost a lot of games in 2020, but hopefully we won't lose too many in 2021. Yeah, let's yeah. let's hope so. Fingers crossed we can have the varsity matches in full flow in 2021 and cricket as a whole throughout Cambridgeshire and uh, across the country. Let's move on to round three then. After the break, we'll be challenging all our contestants with a top ten list. Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome back to the From the Pavilion New Year's Day quiz here on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thanks very much for tuning in. My name is Ollie Slack. Alongside me is Foxton's Ravi Mahendra, Cambridge University Captain Nick Taylor, and Satire's Town and Warbler's Nick Cumpercow. But so we don't get him confused with the other Nick, he's known as Cumper for today, his own nickname that he allowed me to use. Just to update you on the scores at the halfway point at the minute, Cumper trails on four with Nick and Ravi currently tied at the top with five points so far. I hope you're having a good news day. Fingers crossed you didn't go too overboard last night and you're fully compass when you're listening in to this afternoon's show. It will be available to download as a podcast on the Cambridge 105 Radio website if you've missed any of it so far. Well, in round three, we provide our players with a top ten list that they have to name. And you could say the the danger, you could say, with this round is that if they give an incorrect answer more than once, they lose all their points they've gathered up to that point. So it's a, a favourite on our, our weekly show throughout the summer. Each player will be given a category list and we would like you to answer ten answers on that list. You get one point for every correct answer you give. But if you give me a wrong answer, you will lose all your points one up to that point you do get one life as i just said and you can declare also at any point as well so you don't have to be forced to keep going now how we work it is the man in last place gets the you could say slightly easier question and the man in first place gets the harder question now of course ravi and nick are joint first at the minute because nick was leading in the round previous unfortunately nick that means you get the the tougher one of the three and ravi will get the <laughs> the middle set and kumper you're up first now, your category, Kumpa, your top 10 list is, I want you to name England's top 10 white ball, so T20 and One Day International run scorers this calendar year. So, England, of course, played a number of ODI series against the likes of Australia, Ireland, West Indies, Pakistan, and even dating back to South Africa at the start of the year. And, of course, a number of T20s against the same opponents too. I want you to... Add all those runs up together. Who do you think has been England's top 10 run scorers across ODIs and T20s this calendar year? White ball cricket, T20, okay. Exactly. So one-day internationals and T20s, white ball cricket. So, Kumpa, when you're ready, give me your first answer. Again, I must reiterate, if you give me a wrong answer, you lose your life. 
and you can declare at any point also. So who's the, the first name on this list? Um, I'm going to go with <clears throat> Butler. You're going with Joss Butler. Joss Butler is fifth on the list with 303 white ball runs this season. Who are you going for next? Jason Roy. Jason Roy, a couple of places below him. Seventh on the list with 249 runs this summer. Two points so far. Jason Roy. Um, uh, David Milan. He should be right at the top. David Milan didn't play a single ODI this year, but he is at the top. 397 runs third. Third in the list. Shows how many runs he scored in T20 cricket this year for England. Uh, I'd say Ben Stokes Ben Stokes is unfortunately 12th on the list so that's your life gone so be warned if you give me another incorrect answer you will lose your three points you've got so far so you can declare if you uh, want no 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 uh, Bearstow Johnny Bearstow's top of the list 675 runs to his name so four points so far. There you have no large And obviously, uh, skipper uh, Morgan. Also there, 526 runs. Uh, second in the list, five points. Okay, right. Are you getting to the point where you're possibly thinking about declaring now or still pretty confident you can name a few more? I think I, think I can name at least two. Okay. Uh, I want to go with Moen Ali. Moen Ali? He is ninth on the list, creeps in oh. towards the bottom. 181 runs to his name. I declare now. Six oh. points. If you give me a wrong answer, you lose those six points and remain on four. What are you going to do? Okay, right. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to declare. I'm going to declare. Final answer. It kills me, but yeah, final answer. In true Hornsby millionaire style. And you can put six points to your name. Congratulations. Now you've had time to think about it a little bit more and the pressure's off. Who would your next answer be? I was going to say Ben Duckett. Ben Duckett is not on the list, I'm afraid. So you would have lost all your six points. Just complete the 10. So Johnny Bairstow top with six, six, seven, five. Owen Morgan second, five, two, six. Dad Milan was third on the list with three, nine, seven. Sam Billings fourth. With three, three, six. Joss Butler, fifth. Tom Banton, sixth. Jason Roy, seventh. Joe Denley in eighth. Moeen Alley, ninth. And Tom Curran in tenth with one, three, two. There was a few outside, just outside. Chris Wokes, Ben Stokes, and Joe Root made up the 11th, 12th, and 13th place on the list. So six points to your name, Kumpa. Well done. You're on 10 overall now. And the next list moves on to Ravi. Ready. Ravi, you're. Your top ten list, which we want you to name, is the leading wicket takers in this year's Bob Willis Trophy. Oh, no. So, as I said before, you have one life. If you give me incorrect answer, you lose that life. Another one would mean you lose all your points and you can declare. So when you're ready, who's going to be your first answer? Uh, I go with Simon Harmer as my first answer. Yeah, and doing it in order as well. Top of the list with a magnificent 38 wickets. This is where I get stuck. <laughs> um, oh, no. Who else? I want to say Jamie Porter. Jamie Porter's there, fourth on the list with 27 wickets from six games. 
interesting to see which team I follow in the uh, <laughs> in the county championship. <laughs> oh, right. Come on, think of some other ones. Um, Ollie Robinson. Ollie Robinson is not on the list, I'm afraid. Ravi, I would say that's probably because he spent most of his time in the England bubble, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's a good point, good point. So he's not in the list. Um, One more wrong answer and you lose your two points. I oh, no. Um I generally have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to declare. I'm going to declare on two. Declare after two points? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my two points and walk away. That moves you on to... Seven, Ravi. So, Kumper is leading yourself by three now, but I will complete the list for you. In fact, before I do, now you've, say, got that pressure off your, or weight off your shoulders, who would you go for? Um, I was going to go, is it, oh, who's the, um, who's the Durham seamer? Uh, is it Rushworth? Chris Rushworth, yeah. He isn't on uh, the list, I'm afraid, good. so the it's correct good, decision. <laughs> I'll complete the list for you. As you said, Simon Harmer was top with 36. Craig Overson second with 30 wickets. Darren Stevens for Kent is third with 29. Jamie Porter fourth. Tim Murta, the Middlesex stalwart, with 25. Oliver Hannon-Dolby is sixth with 25. Josh Davey for Somerset is seventh. Amma Verdi, eighth for Surrey. Harry Podmore for Kent is ninth. And Joe Leach for Worcestershire is tenth. Any of those names you're sort of ruining now, Ravi? Yeah, I would have got. Um, oh yeah, Amir Verdi. Um, I would have uh, definitely got and Tim Murta. And uh, who did you say was second? Craig Overton. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, sh- yeah. I should have got them. Okay, well you move on to seven points, Nick. A chance now potentially to establish a bit of a lead, but of course you do have the the hardest list of them all. Yeah. And uh... well, I'm not feeling too confident. But we'll, we'll see. Six points sounds like a lot. Well, it's on local cricket. Your top 10 is the leading run scorers in the Cams and Hunts Premier League Division 1. How's your local knowledge, Nick? Uh, could be better, but I think think it's OK. Possibly better than my county cricket knowledge. So There you go. <laughs> Arguably an easier round, this one, Elite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Ravi, you'd have loved this round playing in that league. My disclaimer again is all stats correct to the Play Cricket website. This is in the league stage of the, the competition as, as well. Nick, just to clarify, and as I said before, one life, if you give me an incorrect answer, you lose that life one more and then you lose your points two up, up to that point. Yeah, OK. Um, I reckon Histon's Will Brown's got to be in there. He is in there and he leads the way at the top as well with 439 runs from eight matches. So a good first answer to start. Okay, if you're going 438 is the top, I reckon Ed Hyde's got to be somewhere out there, having scored a ton in the season against Wisbeach. Does that kill you to say that? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm happy for it. Good old boy. Third on the list. Of course, Histon. Yeah. Keeper 267. Okay, right. Who else can I think of? Uh, Vanch Bajaj. Ranch from uh, from St John's. Yep, he's in there. Two hundred sixty-seven runs. Okay, who else can I think of? So three points so far. Uh, James Williams. James Williams, of course, Wisbech batsman and former Cam's captain, is not on the list. I'm afraid, Nick. Oh. So that's your life gone. You're now in dangerous territory. 
fortune favours a brain. Got to, got to keep going. I'm going to go <laughs> Gary Freer. Surely he's there. Gary Freer is not on the list again, Nick, I'm oh, afraid. Oh. Unfortunately, you lost your three points there. Oh, that's, that's a shocker. They're always yeah. up there. Should we chuck over to Ravi and see if Ravi can provide any other answers? So, I reckon uh, Ollie Jeffries. Second on the list, 283. Uh, Craig Park. Eighth on the list, 211. Uh, Alex Healy. Tenth on the list, 183. How many more? Uh, that'll be four more then. Four more. Um, uh, Noah Thane, did he creep on there? He didn't, I'm afraid. No. Shall I complete the top ten list for you? Yeah. So in first place, we had Will Brown for Histon. Second place, Ollie Jeffries. Third place for Histon, again, Ed Hyde. Uh, fourth place, as Nick said, Vange Pajaj from Cambridge St. Giles. Fifth place was Danny Haynes for Wisbeach. Sixth place was Sam Albert uh, for Wisbeach again. Johnny Carpenter for Eaton Soaken in seventh. Oh. Craig Park, uh, eighth place for Foxton. Uh, Debs Ollie, or Ollie Debs, I presume his name's been put in backwards on the uh, Playgroup website. And uh, Alex Hooley, tenth place for Foxton. Uh, the other two that are 11th and 12th, just in case... You wanted some extra info. Well, they were both St. Ives Town and Warboys players, Jack Haycock and Richard Greeler. 172, 171 runs, respectively. There you go. So, Nick, you lose all your points. You remain on five for the round. And the scoreboard, as sort of expected from myself, has has shifted somewhat. And you can probably tell from the grin on Kumpa's face in which direction. He leads at the minute on 10. Ravi is in second with seven. And Nick is in third place with five points. As we move on to the final round. From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. But before we do, let's chat to Ravi about your 2020 Ravi. Firstly, tell us what it was like being in, sort of playing cricket this year with hand sanitizer, making sure the ball didn't get chucked around the field in between deliveries, that sort of thing. All the all the sort of measures you had to take. I know there were two metres marked out on the pitch as well, so batsmen didn't run near to each other. It was all a bit weird. Uh, yeah, it took a bit of getting used to at the beginning. Um, I think uh, the umpires, uh, well, some umpires did a really good job of, um, of sort of setting out the uh, the boundaries um, at the beginning of the game. Um, but yeah, it was pretty strange, if I'm honest, um, starting off uh, every six, like I said, sanitising every six overs. Um Sort of broke the game up a little bit as well, um, but yeah, as 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 we got through the uh, you know first couple of games, it became uh, became a bit of um, it became normality really. Um, no tees as well this year. Um, that was a bit different as well to, to previous years. So that sort of social element of the game um, definitely wasn't there. Um, bringing your own sandwiches, well, remembering to bring your own <laughs> sandwiches um, to the games uh, often often somebody had to um, prepare the day before. So yeah, it was it was a strange strange year in that sort of. Um, Regard, but um, but like I said before, like just brilliant that we could um, we could actually play some cricket, um, yeah, over the course of the season. And yeah, like the shortened format, forty overs aside, um, you know, I think well, we as a club, we really enjoyed it. Um, it was you know, finish start at twelve, finish at six. Um, so we really enjoyed that sort of side of it. It was you know, it was perfect length for us. Um, and yeah, with all the pink ball, um, the pink ball cricket as well, it was it was it had that extra sort of element. And hopefully next year. Um, we didn't. Well, we we didn't play this year in coloured clothing because our uh, we cancelled our order. Um, so we played in in in, in whites. But hopefully next year, with I think the league's due to go to um, uh, coloured clothing throughout the whole season. Um, so it should be you know it should be really fun something to look forward to. 
Is that something, as a player in the league, you're, you're keen to to make sure that the committee and who make the decisions is sort of understanding is what the players like, i.e., forty overs, i.e., colour kits. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think um, I think I think they've done a, a good job of listening to the players. I think in previous years um, gone by, I, I first started playing you know tuppy cricket, and, you know, quite a long time ago. And you know, we, when I first started playing, it was uh, forty-eight overs declaration. You could take the old ball um, into the next, into the second, in, in the next inning. So um, it was some strange formats that we've had over the course of the uh, of, of the year. Um, I've been playing, but um, yeah, I think recently they've been listening a lot more to the players and what the players want, um, and hopefully we can find a medium. I, I you know, I, I do still, um, I completely understand those guys that want to play with the red ball, um, especially the bowlers. Um, you know, want to play the red ball and play slightly longer, sort of fifty over format. I completely understand, you know, both both sides of the argument. But the fact that that um, you know the the league the people that run the league are listening to the players a little bit more now, I think is um, it's a lot more positive. Yeah, hopefully we can we can keep on just improving the the quality and the of the game on the games that we have at the weekends. And just quickly on Fox and season achievement, getting into the playoff semis, but disappointing not to get over the final hurdle and get to the final. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think um, you know we we um, we our, our our goal this year was definitely to get into that sort of top four. Um, which we, which we achieved. We had quite a few young players join the side this year as well. Um, so we had two or three youngsters that were sort of bled into the into the team and played uh, prominent roles for the, for the for the club as well. So that was a real positive that we were able to sort of blend that um, that youth into the into the side. And um, you know we weren't reliant on um, Craig and Hooley churning out runs every 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 week. You know we, those youngsters sort of um, contributed as well with bat and ball, which was which was great for us. Um, and hopefully, you know, it gives them that year experience going into next year. So, you know, with a full season under, well, with half a season under their belt going into next year as slightly older players, you know, it should, should provide them with, you know, with, should have provided them with, with great, um, a, a great sort of learning curve, really, for, um, for, for league cricket, making that step from schoolboy cricket, county cricket, um, into the, um, into that sort of uh, Saturday uh, league cricket. So, yeah, look, we're, we're pleased with where we are. Um, obviously, we want to, you know, we were disappointed to lose that semi final. Um, but um, yeah, we, we had a, we had a good season overall. Um, also disappointed we got knocked out in the um, in the Village Cup against Eton. So we had a really good game that I went down to the last ball. Um, so you know, next year we're we're hoping to certainly bounce back with a, a good Village Cup run and um, and and a performance in the league as well. Well, all the best for next season, Ravi. Fingers crossed it goes uh, pretty well for you. And uh, congrats on a, on a decent season once again for for Foxton making those playoff semis. Let's uh, move on to the final round then. And as we come back after the break, we'll be heading into the two-minute round and we'll crown the 2020 New Year's Day champion of the From the Philly Quiz. On Cambridge 105 Radio. So you're listening to the final, the final stages of this year's From the Philly New Year's Day quiz as we crown our winner. The scores at the minute, Kumpa leads on 10, Ravi is in second on 7 and Nick, after 
losing his points in the last round is on five. So you feel it's a pretty, pretty key round this for Nick if he wants to get his hands on, on the trophy. And it's pretty simple. Two minutes on the clock. Answer as many questions as you can. Uh, now the challenges with doing a pre-recorded quiz and not doing it live in the studio with everyone in the studio is the the, the lack of a buzzer. Uh, however, I've tasked Kumper, Ravi, and Nick of finding their own buzzer. So, Nick, let's start with you. Can you test your buzzer, please, so the audience at home can can hear it? I've got a very original idea here of a uh, of a Christmas tin. So that's my lovely Ravi. I've also got a bit of a Christmas tin, but I've got a spanner as well to hit it with. So yeah, that's similar to Nick's. That was a very, very mediocre, quiet smacking of the tin, I have to say. Right. And, and Kumpa? Well, I've got this old, young, uh, small drum. I'm just going to just bang it with a drumstick. Let's see if you can um, hear it. That's lovely. That is uh, as, as if I was finding one online. But just in case any of the listeners are at home or in any doubt whatsoever, which I probably gathered you are, bearing in mind <laughs> the challenge of the buzzers and not being able to have some proper ones at home with each of the contestants, don't worry, I can see them on Zoom. They will stick their hand up when they know the answer to the question and I will shout out their name so you know who is answering the question and who is getting the points. Remember, two minutes on the clock. And at the end of this round, we will be able to crown our champion of the From the Villain New Year's Day quiz 2020. As I said, Kumpa is on 10, Ravi 7 and Nick trailing on 5. Ready? Let's go. Your time starts when I finish the first question. So which team is currently ranked number one in the Test World Rankings? Kumpa. Australia. Correct. Who took the most wickets in this season's T20 Blast? Ravi. Simon Harmer. Incorrect. Nick. Jake Ball. Correct. Who became the first man to score IPL hundreds in successive matches in October? Nick Kumpa. Kehal Rahul. Incorrect. Goes on offer. Shikhar Dhawan. Correct, Ravi. Yeah, Shikhar Dhawan is correct. Who won the most recent edition of the Women's Big Bash? Ravi. I'm going to guess it. Sydney. Sydney. Sydney Thunder. Lightning. Correct. We'll give you that. Sydney Thunder, oh. yeah. Name one of the two English players included in the women's BBL team of the tournament. Name one of the two English players. Move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Who was the highest run scorer in this season's Bob Willis Trophy? Move on. That's good. Nick? Alistair Cook. Correct, yeah. Very good. Who is the number one t- ranked T20 batsman in the world? Kumba? David Milan. Correct, yeah. In December, who broke Stuart Rod's record to become England's leading T20 international wicket taker? Ravi? Chris Jordan? Correct, yeah. Who won the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Award for the ICC Female Cricketer of the Decade? Uh, Kumpa? Ellis, Ellis, oh, I don't know her last name. Ravi? No, no. Elise Perry. Correct, yeah. Oh. Zach Crawley became England's third youngest man to hit a test double ton when he did so against Pakistan. Name one of the other two. I've 
just about finished the question, so I'll allow you to answer it. Ravi. Jay Root? No. Kumba? Alistair Cook? No. <laughs> Nick? You might get a question of one you get right in a minute. <laughs> move on. Yeah, move on. Hutton or David Garrels. Hopefully, lastly, which player finished the year as the number one test rank batsman? I think it was Kumper just. Test rank batsman, right? Yeah, oh. num- number one batsman in test. Oh, I've lost it. I've lost it. Ravi. I've got it. Kane Williamson. Um, correct. Yeah. Oh. Which means, which means, after four minutes and forty-three seconds of the two-minute <laughs> round, Nick finishes on seven. Ravi finishes on twelve. Kumper finishes on twelve. No, I hate it was that last question. Ravi's on twelve. Kumper's on twelve. We're heading to a tie-break question. Closest answer wins, and your question is: How many runs in total have been scored in Test cricket this calendar year? Closest wins in test cricket this year. In every single test match played in 2020, how many runs were scored? Jesus. After four rounds of quizzing and an hour of everyone's time, they'll probably never get back. Comes down to this. Have you got your answers? Yeah. Yeah. Ravi? So I'm going to say... 18,000. 18,000. Nick. Sorry, Kumpa. Sorry, sir. <laughs> um, I was going to say 25,364. One of you is roughly 2,000 out. One of you is roughly 5,000 out. The answer is 20,661 runs. So that means that Ravi is the champion. For this year's from the Brilliant New Year's Day quiz. Well done, Ravi. How do you feel? Yeah, ecstatic. Um, a, uh, a better quiz to win this year. Of all the quizzes I've done over lockdown 2020, this has definitely been the best one. Thank you. I'd uh, like to thank my family. like to thank Ollie. I'd like to thank all the lads at Fox and for the support this year. And, um, and yeah, hopefully uh, we can have a good 2021. Good, yeah. Well, I think everyone is absolutely sick to death of quizzes. Kumper probably is after losing that. Unlucky Kumper. Yeah, what can I say? The better man won. Well done, Ravi. Yeah, well done, guys. That was a lot of fun. Nick, oh, don't thank t- you to for hosting as well. Nick, don't tell me you would have said twenty thousand six hundred and sixty-one. I actually have to show you. I've got I've got twenty thousand written down. Oh, I would have still been six points behind or something. <laughs> quite quite far behind. <laughs> it was just that, that mi- okay. middle round, middle round that that lost you. I'm afraid. Yeah. Kumper, Nick. Ravi, thank you very much. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And I uh, hope you've had a good-ish 2020. And Happy New Year. And fingers crossed 2021 is much better than the year just come. Thank you, Ollie. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Ollie, mate. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year for everyone. As well. From the Pavilion on Cambridge 105 Radio. So that's it. We're done here on the From the Pavilion New Year's Day quiz. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks to my contestants for coming on this year's quiz. Let's give a big hand to Nick Taylor, Cambridge University captain, St. Ives Town and Warboys, and Nick Cumper-Cal, 
and your champion, Foxen's Ravi Mahendra. Ravi joins an illustrious lineup of Sam Rippington in 2018 and Ed Hyde in 2019. Ravi Mahendra, the 2020 champion. Up next on Cambridge 105 Radio, we've got a cracking lineup for you here on New Year's Day. Starting now at one o'clock, Strawberry Fair, the story so far, and then virtual Strawberry Fair content all the way through until seven o'clock this evening. With regards to sport coverage over the next few days, I'm back tomorrow, that's Saturday, the 2nd of Jan, with the Cambridgeshire Football Show to preview Cambridge United's trip to Grimsby. From the Pavilion, we'll return in the summer. Fingers crossed we get some cricket to talk about, and we'll also have a season preview for you in early spring. Thanks once again for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can download the podcast. It'll be available tomorrow on the Cambridge 105 Radio website at 12 o'clock. Have a very, very happy new year and stay safe. Bye-bye. Cambridge 105 Radio.